Welcome back to another episode of Unbiased Football Talk. Ian and James here. It's been a while, but here we go. James has grown out his beard a little bit. It looks a little weird. Yeah, I'm on vacation. I go back Monday, sad to say. But uh, I'll be honest. I don't know how beard guys do it. This shit's been itching me, like, for the last week. I My, my neck was red. I shaved my, my like, neck. My wife was like, oh, my God, your neck is red. Like, yeah, I just... You know, freaking like a dog with fleas. I don't have fleas, for the record. Well, I don't know why I said that. I, I, <laughs> I get it. When I'm for, when I'm growing out my beard after drill weekends, I just kind of cut the cut the neck stuff going on, cut the cut the double chin. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's all it's all going away tomorrow because I gotta go back to work. So, you know, back to haze gray and underway. All right. Well, anyway, <clears throat> let's talk some football. You know. It's been a very underwhelming season for me, being a Vikings fan, starting off 0-2. But your boys are 3-0. and Brock Purdy. Now, I was one of the ones who said Brock Purdy probably wasn't as good as people thought. But that touchdown pass that he threw to Debo Samuel, I believe it was in the fourth quarter. That was an absolute dime. Yeah, he... Uh, I'm going to use a, a football guy scouting term. I, I think he... It's something like he threw him open or he the ball threw Debo open or whatever. I, I don't know. Oh, I get what Maybe, you're saying. I'm, I'm totally butchering that, but yeah, no, he that I thought the same thing. Like I when you posted that, when you texted me that, I, I was thinking the same exact thing. Like, wow, that was this that was dude's awesome. a legit he, yeah. he's a legit NFL player. And then there was another pass, uh it wasn't it's not gonna make I don't think it's gonna make headlines, but he was like drifting backwards. Um rolling to his left and then he just lost the pass and hits the guy oh. right in the hands like he, in the end zone no no it wasn't in the end zone it was just oh. like i said it's not gonna make any highlights but uh it's just you know not not a routine play but you know something that that um he wasn't set you know there were no mechanics there it's just he, he was still able to get the ball where it needed to be you know like right this team won. Uh, this team made the Super Bowl, went to NFC Championships with Jimmy Garoppolo, and Perry looks better than Garoppolo ever did. So, just based on that, like this, this is the best team in the league. I think I said it after the Week One or Two pod. I don't know Week One pod, the solo one I did. Um, I've been betting on Purdy to fail for. I mean, ever since he took over, you know my. Uh, I would I would stack against him on DraftKings showdown lineups and I mean he just keeps losing me money. <laughs> but you know, I think I'm gonna wave the white flag on waiting for him to turn back into a pumpkin. Uh, this dude's a legit NFL player. I don't know how good he can be. I mean, if you if you told me that he was like Dak Prescott level, that's a home run, obviously, for seventh round pick. Um the the question is what happens when you gotta pay him? Will they pay him? But for now, you got a starting quarterback, you know, like top 15 in the league, possibly for $700,000 or a million dollars or something. So, yeah, the Niners are set up well for the next, not for this year, next year. I think the year after next is when they can talk about signing him to a contract. So this offseason, like they're, they're going to be able to have a lot of flexibility with their cap. And I mean, who knows? Maybe they're defending Super Bowl title with an even better team. I, I hope so. But. Yeah, no, this I, I think they're the best team in the league, even above all the AFC teams, which we'll, we'll get to in a little bit. But I know Dallas looks really good. Uh, 
I know we shit on Mike McCarthy. You probably got to take that back a little bit. He's proven to be a solid NFL coach, in my opinion. Their issue is, as it always has been, is Dak good enough to win a Super Bowl with? And, um, you know, obviously today Dak is better than Purdy, but you're paying Dak $40 million or something. You're paying Purdy a 40th of that, literally. So that that's where that uh, comes in. You know, they just lost Trayvon Diggs for the year. So now that you know, their depth is going to have to step up. And when you give your quarterback a big contract, you know, you kind of need to stay health. Your star, your other stars need to stay, stay relatively healthy because, you know, just the way the math works, you're not going to have that money to have a lot of depth as a, as other, as other teams who are paying their quarterback less. So I think that, you know, that's a big reason why a lot of Super Bowl teams, I think every Super Bowl team has either had a Hall of Fame quarterback or a quarterback on a rookie contract for the past like 20 years or something. And uh, that's why they're able to accumulate that depth for the guys with the rookie uh, contract quarterback. So, yeah, I think the Niners are the best team in the league as long as Purdy just keeps up this solid level of play. Um, they're going to they're gonna be – I think they should be favored to win the Super Bowl. I don't know if they are, but I think they should be. Yeah, they should be. Uh, probably through week three, yeah, James. They're probably the best team. Well, it's not even through week three. Through a Thursday night football game. They're, there they're, you go. Raining on my parade. <laughs> Uh, I'm not raining. I, they are the best team in the league on paper, you know. I, their defense is stout. Their offensive weapons are Debo and Ayuk. They're not the best receivers in the league, but they, they in the Shanahan system, this is definitely the best team in the league. I think I love Shanahan's system because it's such a plug-and-play system. You don't need Christian McCaffrey to win the Super Bowl. I remember when Matt Breida was doing that with the 49ers in that system. But now your point about Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo sucked. I told you that for years. Years. <laughs> oh, he's 7-0. and Oh, he's 7-0. and Well, he came to Minnesota and became 7-1. and Now this ain't going to happen in week 7 with, with the Vikings and 49ers. 49ers are going to stop the Vikings. but And it's on prime time, so Kirk Cousins oh, yeah. on it. You're, you're talking about like three, four years ago when yeah. before they had a Super Bowl appearance. Okay. Well, I think yeah. that was the year, wasn't it? Uh, no, that year he tore his ACL against the um, Chiefs week three, I believe. Oh, well. Pretty sure. Is, if we're talking, I think I think that was the I year love, that you're talking about. My point is, I love I love the Shanahan system because it's so it's so good, and you have you have stars all around that offense and defense. J, uh, Bosa. On defense, like Danny Jones just looked scared, and Fred <laughs> Warner running around like a madman. And then you got what is it, Tafunga Lua? What's his name? Tafua Lua? Hufanga. Tufanga. He's his last name is Hufanga. Tal- anyway. I don't know his first name. <laughs> I do. It's a tongue twister. They're definitely the best team in the league. Philly, as far as the NFC goes, I think. Dallas might take a step back on defense, but Micah Parsons is, I don't, you, this is a hot take. It might be a hot take. I don't know. Base your opinion on whatever. Uh, Micah Parsons is the best player on defense in the league. Yeah, you could definitely say that. Uh, I did you say wouldn't, that. I mean, okay, you did say it. You're <laughs> not, I, I can't really argue much against that. You know, I, obviously I can say Nick Bosa or TJ Watt or, um, Fred Warner. I'm sound like a I mean, Fred Warner. <clears throat> he's probably top ten, but he's not. He's not. He's Mike, Michael Parsons is so disruptive. Yeah, 
Warner's a linebacker and like advanced analytics say they don't really uh, impact the game all that much, which you can argue against because I feel like a lot of uh, uh, watch the tape guys say middle linebacker sets the tone for your defense. If your linebacker is slow, your defense is slow, but um, uh, we're, we're not going to debate that right now. I'm not going to push back too much on Parsons being the best defensive player in the league. I'm trying to look up his uh, the odds for, uh, here we go, for um, defensive player of the year. He should be the favorite, I believe. I think yeah, he is. Plus, plus 175. Yeah, right above TJ well, Watt, one, who's 2-1. to one. I think that argument for linebacker is kind of subjective to be, for depending on if you play a 3-4 or 4-3 defense. Yeah, true. So I think that I think TJ Watt is technically considered a linebacker, isn't he? They uh, yeah, yeah, outside That's, linebacker. I get what you're saying, like Luke. Talk about Mike, Mike linebacker. Okay, fair enough. There you go. That, yeah, Fred Warner is probably the best in the league on that. But yeah, Parsons is first according to Bet Online. Uh, TJ Watt's second. Then you got Miles Garrett, twelve to one. Both to sixteen to one. Yeah, the best player on the best defense in the league. Um, he's gonna, he's gonna garner that type of attention and get that kind of praise, and de- deservedly so. You know, the, I, like I said, the Cowboys—they're gonna be right there in January in um, contention to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. The only question is, can Dak uh, do enough to get him over the hump? And we'll we'll see. I think they have a. I'm not. I don't know what to make of their offense so far through the first two weeks. I mean, they played a really good defense in the Jets, and then their defense kind of just won the game opening night against the Giants. So they haven't really. I guess they had tests against the Jets, but I mean, well, Zach, they, Wilson, Zach Wilson was on the other side, yeah. so the game plan is just don't mess up. You know, yeah. like don't give. You know, you know what I'm saying. So we'll see. We'll see what they look like when they have to play an actual NFL team. You know. Which uh, I don't know when that's going to happen. I'm going to look their schedule up real quick. But uh, so you're saying that you think Parsons going to be defensive player of the year? He's I mean, just through the best week one, through, player so far. I mean, yeah, through week two, he's absolutely. I'm just talking about NFC teams in general. The top three are probably 49ers, Dallas, and uh, Philly. I mean, Philly doesn't hasn't looked great against New England or Minnesota. They beat Minnesota, but their offense, Jalen Hurts didn't do anything. They had a 16 play, 13 run, uh, 16 play touchdown drive with 13 runs. Because they, yeah. if Minnesota was doing anything right, it was stopping Jalen Hurts, but not DeAndre Swift. So, the credit to the guy I hate, Nick Sirianni, for switching up <laughs> his game plan. But um, Philly is still really good, and they have the best offensive line and the best defensive line in the league. I don't know about the best D line. I mean, they're they're still up there, but. They did lose Javon Hargrave, who... But they brought was, in Jalen Carter. But he's a rookie. Is, and it, what kind of... I'm, I'm just saying, like, you don't... There, there's more than just your performance on the field, you know? Like, I don't... There, there's... You know what? I'm going to shut up. <laughs> You're starting to laugh. You, I, you, want, I, you want to say this 49ers have the best defensive line in the league. Okay, sure. Arguably, the defensive line for Philly is the best in the league. Yeah, you can say that. No, okay. You did say that. <laughs> but uh, Jalen Carter is just so ridiculous. And I, the fact that the NFL allowed him to go. Well, I'm not saying that they, they could have stopped it, but the other teams um, passed on Jalen Carter. I know that he has the incident. And you know what? That is something that I was thinking about during that Thursday night game of the Vikings and Eagles. 
they brought it up. They're like, oh, he's facing charges. Like, uh, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but they didn't get into a car accident where people died. And I don't know much about the situation. I didn't but, really pay close attention to it. The only thing I knew was he had off the field concerns and like it was enough to where he was the best player in the draft and he fell to eight, I believe. So pretty, pretty serious. Yeah, I think that there was people who. Uh... What, I, what I was saying about like going from Hargrave to Carter is, I mean, you he may he may be as good as Hargrave already since Hargrave is a. Uh, you know, kind of long in the tooth and card is, you know, fresh out of college, but there's gotta be something to say where you miss that presence in the locker room that a veteran brings, you know, may, maybe Carter does something stupid that costs him, you know, a first down in a game and that ends up costing him home field advantage in the playoffs or something like that, you know, where Hargrave might've had a level head and who knows, maybe the NFC goes through Philly because of a handful of plays like that. So that, that's why I was saying that like, yes, because okay. the on I mean, that's fair. I get it. But that's his ability on the field. You, you're not missing much, but uh, there's some subjective shit that I can't really quantify that I think Philly could miss with losing a, a veteran like Hargrave. This they year. also they also this have year. Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox on that defensive line who've been in the league since. I feel like Fletcher Cox has been in the league since like the early 2000s. Yeah, Just no, he, he's, he's been there like, so long. I feel like he's like been right up there. Like everyone, when uh when people are saying like Buckner was one of the best D tackles in the league after Aaron Donald, it was also Cox. And then you know Aaron Donald gets all his praise, and then you had a Fletcher Cox. Like it, it does seem like he's been in for a while. I want to know how long he's been in now. <laughs> I don't think he, he's not really as old as I thought when I looked it up one time. But but yeah, those are those are the I think that definitely through. A Thursday night football game in week three. Those are the three best teams in the NFC. It's 32 really years know. old. 11-year career. That's not bad. I I think uh, in our earlier um, season pod, I, I picked the Falcons to win their division. And 2-0? Yeah, you can't. The, the Saints suck, dude. <laughs> I don't understand how they suck they're, so bad. I mean, I, I think so they are two and zero. They are two and zero. It's Dennis. It's Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. Just he can't. He can't do anything, which doesn't make any sense because they have two good receivers. You know, I mean, Michael Thomas three. is no, is no bum, right? Is good too. Shahid can stretch the defense. Olave is, is turned out to be a stud. Um, they are so they do have a positive yards for play differential so far. Their defense giving it 4.6 yards for play over the first two weeks, which uh, I mean, league average has been like five point, like 5.1, 5.2 for multiple seasons. So they, they have been it is an above average defense, but I just that sounds sucks as a head coach. We've seen it before, you know, and I'm gonna keep saying it until he proves, proves you wrong now. I think they they played the tie-ins, which you know Vrabel's always going to have his guys will coach, and that defense is tough. So that you you could possibly excuse four or five field goal performance from them from week one, but week two against the Pan. I mean the Panthers also have a tough defense, but like, man, I don't know. They just that game was boring. <laughs> that Monday night game, it was a dreadful watch, and I didn't even watch yeah. the Steelers Browns game. I was doing something else. <clears throat> 
and I, I did make some like showdown lineups for the Panther Saints, so I was paying attention to that. But I legit turned it off like after the first quarter. I'm like, I'm not gonna watch this shit. What the fuck am I doing with my life? It was, it was bad. But no, like well, that, like you yeah, said, the Falcons, horrible. the Falcons. I don't I don't blame you for picking them to to win the division. I don't blame anyone for picking any team to win that division, honestly, because <laughs> the Bucks are like I don't two and zero, but the Bucks are two and zero. The two and zero Bucks, Baker Mayfield. Um, yeah, I got, got some opinions yeah. on that. Yeah, the Falcons, they're uh, they've outgained their opponents so far by 1.1 yards per play. You know, I know Arthur Smith is allergic to the forward pass, but to his credit, he's had Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter as his quarterback. So, I mean, you can't really do much with that, you know. So, yeah, I think the Falcons have as good a chance as any of those teams to win the division, honestly. Yeah. Well, now let's switch to some 0-2 teams because i got to talk about the Vikings. I personally think they might be one of the best 0-2 teams ever in the history of NFL. <laughs> and you love talking about yards per play. Have you looked up the Vikings' yards per play? Yeah, I'll get it, I'll get it for you right here. I got it up. Oh, you do? Yeah, 6.3 yards per play to 4.7 defensive yards per play. 1.6 difference. Yeah, that's uh, that's like... Best team in the league territory if that holds through the. It's it's the, tied with the 49ers. Yeah, they uh, but, that's a really good differential. But they unfortunately they do this thing that you can't do, and that's give the ball up. That's got to be on the coach, right? I mean, how is it on the coach if the fuck if the if the punt returner fumbles? I get. I guess everything's on the coach. I. I don't want any hate on Kevin O'Connell. The dude won 13 games last year in his rookie season as a head coach. He's 0-2 yeah. this year. Yeah. The play calling in week two or week one, the second half against the Bucks was was horrendous. But they won 13 games last year. They no, went 11 and 0 in one score games. That's not gonna happen again. <clears throat> well, it can't happen again. They're 0-2 <laughs> in one score games. Someone call that regression. Well, you said they wouldn't do it for a whole year, and they did. Someone called it's you an, wrong. <laughs> it's an anomaly. Like you can't, you can't expect that. Analytics stuff is so dumb. They win, they what? win. It doesn't matter if it's one score or not. The, the, what, what, what did uh, the 49ers beat the Rams by one score? Who cares? No, you're right. A win is a win. Like teams don't care if they win by thirty points or one point. It, it's just like that's not a can't... reason to be be talking down on a head coach, especially in his rookie season. Okay, that's fair. I never, I never took it. I you you have this false assumption that I think Kevin Collins is a bad coach. You just asked me before the pod, will if the hypothetical well we'll get to that but you asked me a question before the pod if they would be calling for kevin o'connell's head why yeah it's year two because it's the the nfl it's the nfl teams aren't patient okay so let me just we'll talk about this now all right so here's what james and i it was a a hypothetical question i know and the whole subject the whole subject is hypothetical the question the leading up to that was hypothetically the vikings go oh and three would they would they shop or uh, take calls on Kirk Cousins and what teams would? And and I said, well, maybe you should tank, let Nick Mullins or Jaron Hall, the rookie from BYU, play the rest of the year. 
and quote-unquote tank for Caleb Williams. And you asked, would they be calling for the head coach? And I made a point that I think Kwesi, the GM, would be under fire first. Because his first draft is so bad. Like, I know I could throw out all these names and you're just not going to know who they are, but the only player who actually plays from that draft is Ed Ingram, who is the Vikings' right guard, who has caused two turnovers this year and stepped on Kirk Cousins' feet two times this season. (laughs) And he was, according to Pro Football Focus, the second-to-last ranked guard last season. And he's already being replaced, probably, by Dalton Reisner, who they signed a few days ago. He's the only person from that draft that actually plays. They traded back and drafted Lewis Seen from Georgia, who I thought was a decent safety, but he's not broke his ankle and he just hasn't seen the field this year where they could have just stayed put in that draft and drafted Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. I don't know if you know this, but the Vikings have a pretty good track record of drafting Notre Dame safeties, Harrison Smith, but, um, (laughs) Brian Asimov doesn't play these, these people just, these players just don't play because they're just not that good now. And they also traded back with Detroit. Detroit took Jamison Williams in that, with that pick. They also traded back with Green Bay. Green Bay took Christian Watson with that pick. Mm. So this, in my opinion, I think the Vikings GM would be at would be at risk before Kevin O'Connell, who did win 13 games with the 31st ranked overall defense. Like, I don't. I think Kevin O'Connell's fine. It's week three. He's back at home against a team that is with. They're not going to have Eckler. He's out. Um, and I think there's some other big player for or Eric Hendricks. I only think he's big because he's a former Viking, but um, I think that, uh, but to go back to that point about Kirk Cousins, if they were to go 0-3, the Vikings do not have an easy schedule coming up. They got Kansas City in a couple weeks. They have, like I mentioned earlier, San Francisco on Monday night in a few weeks. They still have to play the Bengals. They got to play the Packers, who Jordan Love possibly is another freaking Hall of Fame quarterback for Green Bay. Um, <laughs> they got to play the Lions twice still. Like, the schedule does not get easy. So, if you were the Vikings, let me ask you this, James, just straight up. If you were the Vikings, if you could go 0-3, do you take calls from teams like the New York Jets on Kirk Cousins? You're always taking calls as a GM, right? Like that's your job to always oh try God. to Yes, I would I would take calls. Like someone calls and says, Hey, are you trading Kirk Cousins? I would ask him what their offer is and then I would probably hang up. Because it's still week three. You know, oh oh and three, you have plenty of time to get your shit together. Daddy. Hey bud. What's this? <laughs> we got kids visiting the pod. Yeah, it's but... uh it's a um it's an Birthday invitation. I'll, I'll tell you in a little bit, okay? Okay. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feel calls for Kirk Cousins because it's only three weeks into the season, and you still have time to get your stuff together. It's still a good roster. It's still a very good offense. I think the secondary pass defense has shown some promise the first two weeks. So, if we get to two and four, two and five. It, it now it's time to start, you know, thinking about that sure. that route. I but agree with you. You also have to keep in mind, like you might not be able to trade them eight weeks into the season because it's going to be hard for a new team who 
if someone's training for Kirk Cousins, they're going to do it to make the playoffs. And how easy is it to get a guy to learn an offense? Right. You know, I mean, I know the Niners stayed with Garoppolo back in 17, but they were like one in 10. So it wasn't, they were under no pressure to win any games. So it's different if you got a team who's 500 with a bad quarterback who wants to go after Cousins. Like, I don't know. So I, I, I don't think he's going to get traded this year. It just doesn't. Just talking, talking through it right now, I don't see it being feasible because you got to trade him earlier than you want if you're Minnesota and there's still time to get your shit together and make the playoffs. And then by the time you're bad enough to realize you probably are making the playoffs, is it worth it for another team to take him on that giant contract and have him learn a new offense and you know all that stuff? So I don't think he's going to get traded. I wouldn't listen to offers early in the season. I would try to make the calls late in the season because it behooves me. But like I said, I don't see a team taking that on. Uh, midway through the season i could be wrong but i mean i don't it doesn't make sense i mean i i wouldn't be like oh no we traded kirk cousins the vikings are the uh the youngest team in the nfl they have a lot of young players and a lot of talent like like you said their secondary byron murphy and the caleb evans do look good um they ivan pace undrafted rookie he's great so far they have a lot of young players and that's the problem too with the vikings is they're playing they're so young they're making young player mistakes for example in the bucks game the bucks are going up for a field goal the rookie from lsu safety jay ward lined up offsides i mean i don't this is not your first football game like i know you're a rookie but it's not your first football game lining up offsides the next play obviously bucks get a first down next play baker throws a little dumb touchdown pass so a lot of things with that the vikings are turning the ball over at record <clears throat> pace right now i think it's they're seven to one turnover differential minus six you know they're yeah, there's there's seven turnovers away from being possibly two and oh <laughs> just seven turnovers just seven turnovers <laughs> that's I mean, this you know and it's on the coach now there's there's reports that kevin o'connell and quasi adolfo mensa like went online and bought tons of tools to help them not fumble. I'm just like, Jesus. Just, I don't know. If you're paid millions of dollars, do your job. Don't throw interceptions. Well, Kirk is balling, okay? Kirk is balling. Now, you can't blame him for a third-string left tackle giving up a sack to Fletcher Cox, whoever it was that was the strip fumble to Kirk Cousins, but... You got a third string left tackle. Darasaw's out. His backup Ole Udo tore his, I don't even know, Achilles or something. And uh, so you got David Questenberry that the Vikings signed a week prior to the Thursday night football game, start starting at left tackle. Um, that's not really a recipe for much. And then obviously backup center. So I do think the Vikings are a lot better then their record and i agree with you if if you were going to trade for kirk cousins the vikings would it makes sense to do it early because whenever the trade deadline is it's like what halloween or something like that november 1st time frame it's going to be too late for a team to want to take on kirk cousins contract and learning a new system unless it's the 49ers <laughs> kyle shanahan loves some kirko and if, if purdy goes down you know they have you saw second, what happened last year. They got his second love interest, Sam Darnold. Well, he's clearly not. He's not. He didn't beat out Purdy. 
I'll shut the I'll shut the door on that trade right now. I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't it just think it's gonna make, happen either. I don't think it's gonna happen either. But a lot of people people a lot smarter than us, like for example Rob Gronkowski. Now it's arguable that he's smarter than us, but he has played a lot of NFL football. He said, and this is a, this is an interesting this is an interesting take. If the Vikings lose to the Chargers, they will trade Kirk Cousins. If the Chargers lose to the Vikings. They will fire Staley. Now, hundred oh, percent. Do they fire Staley if they lose to the Vikings without Austin Eckler? Yeah, because Staley is terrible. I mean, yeah, you've been calling for his job for like three years or whatever. I mean, look, I he, <clears throat> I'm gonna defend him forever. That Thursday night game against the Chiefs, where he was very aggressive on fourth downs and two point conversions and that shit, because the Chiefs were a high flying offense and you need to score points against them. That's how you, that's how you beat a team like that on the road, right? Like I'm, I'll defend those decisions. But the dude, you are what you are, right? Like the best thing about evaluating NFL head coaches is, do they win? And you can you can take into account the roster they have, the quarterback. Who they who they face, who's in their division, all that stuff. Yes, you need context, but you see you see with the Chargers, right? You see with the Chargers, they have a stacked Can roster. You? Yes, but Can give me. Can you put the wing on? Yeah, they have a stacked roster, right? And he just can't he just can't get it done. He just he's not good enough. Just just straight up, he is not good enough. So yeah, if they, if they lose this week. He needs to be fired, and unfortunately, I said this when uh, Jed York fired Jim Harbaugh. It's a shame that you can't fire the owner because <laughs> they're not going to get anywhere with the Spanos family. They they don't want to spend for a head coach. Right. They should have got. They should have had Sean Payton. That's who should be coaching this team right now. And if the Spanos cared any bit whatsoever about winning, that's what they would have done. They would have fired Staley, brought in Sean Payton to get. Herbert, an actual NFL coach, and try to make something out of this. But they're just wasting that rookie contract. Wait, did they? They resigned Herbert. They signed right? him. Yeah, they signed him. Okay, yeah. So they wasted his rookie contract. Now they're paying him big money. They're not going to shell out for a for a big time head coach. So they're just going to waste his career. You know, he's going to have to leave if he wants to win. And you know, athletes, alpha males, huge egos. They want to get it done where they want to get it done. But like Carson Palmer said in the podcast, he felt the same way. He went to Cincy. Oh, I can win there. You know, I can win in Cincinnati. But you are handicapping yourself if you think if, if you if you think you're better than what your context and culture is that you put your that you get put into you. You're being a little delusional and you're not being real and you're handicapping yourself because uh Cars Palmer admitted like no you can't win in Cincy. Like I was young and dumb, you know, full of I thought I could do everything, but you need help. And the Chargers, Los Angeles, San Diego, whatever, they're never gonna give Herbert that help. So Staley should have been fired last year. Um, he should be fired after they lose this game. They probably will lose this game, but I mean it's the freaking Viking like I don't. If you're betting on this game, God bless you. You might have a problem. I don't know how you can <laughs> take. The Vikings should side. win this game by 15 points. I, I, should they? With the I, offense I, I they legit have, don't yeah. know. With the offense I, they have, yeah. How no is their turn. offense any better than the Chargers? 
Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison is better than Justin Herbert and Keenan uh, Allen. And But Herbert's better than Cousins, so he makes up that difference in receivers. That's... that's... <laughs> and they got better They got better defensive personnel. I mean, they. I, I'd say the Vikings are coached better, but the... And anyways, I'm flipping a coin. You know, you look at the spread, look at the money line odds. It's legit 50-50. Well, a little more because sportsbooks got to get their money. But, yeah, like, good luck if you're betting on this game. Uh, yeah, he should be fired after they lose this game. And, unfortunately, for Chargers fans and Herbert, they're not going to get anywhere as long as Spanos owns that team. So, if Herbert wants to make something out of his career, he needs to get out of Los Angeles after this contract. Well, it's going to be quite a while. I believe it's a pretty long contract. Yeah. I mean, I guess he could request a trade, but I don't know who they bring him if they fire him. Oh, Eric. Um, no, uh, Colin Cowher has said he thinks Kellen Moore is going to be the coach. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I heard that. <laughs> What's that? Like, who cares? You yeah, know? I, I've heard that before. I heard that on a podcast earlier this week. Somebody said that they would just let you know uh kellen moore take over as interim and then hire him as full-time head coach yeah who cares i don't think that's going to be much better but it's funny that like i used to poop on the idea that you know oh the like like you say the lions are the lions they're always gonna suck and i'm like well how does the lions team 15 years ago relate to this team now like it's totally different roster personnel but the one constant is the ownership, you right. know, and you have good owners, you have bad owners. And it's it's funny that, like, the more things change, the more they stay the same with most franchises anyway. Yeah, uh, the Herbert needs to get out of there. I don't think the he's not going to do anything with that squad. But the Vikings are going to win. I think the Vikings will win this week. You know, I flipped the coin. It landed on the Vikings. So they're going to win. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see if they can come back in the NFC North. I mean, it's granted they're, like. They're a game out of first place. I mean, it's only week two. You know, That's what I mean. It's only. I, I only asked it, the question about Kirk Cousins because it's been, it's been around. It's been a topic of discussion. I agree yeah. with you. I don't think that. I think that it's not. First of all, I don't think it's going to happen. I, the only reason it's becoming a, a topic is because the Jets need they're a quarterback losing. and they're losing and he's not on contract. So, yeah, I get why it's a topic of discussion and he probably would do well with the Jets offense. Man, I, mean, I wish Rodgers didn't get hurt. I do, too. I, You know, as everyone who listens to this knows, I'm not the biggest Rodgers fan. <laughs> no. <laughs> but... <laughs> That being said, he's not in Green Bay anymore. So I don't hate him. So yeah. when he tore his Achilles, I thought to myself, damn, that sucks. But then I thought, damn, why couldn't you do that six years ago? But that's just me being, a, a, you know, a, an a-hole. Yeah. I don't wish injuries on anybody, but it sucks because I thought that offense was just going to be stupid. And would you don't you really... You, huh? Would you say you hate Jordan Love? No. Do you hate Love? I, is it I a love-hate relationship? Jesus. <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I took a lot of Garrett Wilson in drafts this year because that offense was going to be good. And to your point that you made earlier in the season, like 
their old line's not good, but with a mobile quarterback like with with a quarterback like Kurt, uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's always he's so good at, like the second play, you know. Yeah. Your old line doesn't need to be, you know, the Phillies old line. Make, he was gonna make them better. Oh, he was gonna make them so good. Well, when I say so good, there's there's just playmakers all around him. Brees Hall, the you know the whatever Dalvin Cook has left, Garrett Wilson, um, and then all his buddies from Green Bay. <laughs> Randall Cobb probably would have had 600 yards and four touchdowns this year. How's you know? that guy still a job? Because of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Alan Lazard's there. There's so many people that came over. I think there's a safety, I think, that came over, too. And, um, one of the linemen, and obviously Mike Pettin. Or not Mike Pettin, sorry, he's with the Vikings. Um, Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett, yeah. So, uh, it's, it's upsetting. It sucks to see stars like that, but... Let's, let's touch on that. There's so many stars that are out for the year. Aaron Rodgers, Nick Chubb, Trevon Diggs. Um, there's Joe couple, Burrow soon enough. Yeah, Joe Burrow's not good, man. That's just... Some I mean, would say he's overrated. Some, I said that some. year two of his career. I, will, I also don't like his... I don't... I hate that... Co- I don't... I love trash talk. I absolutely love trash talk. Deion Sanders, Chad Ochocinco. But when you're just cocky as hell, like, for no reason, you walk, I mean, I get it, he's good, but he's just, like, so he, about himself. That's what I hate about Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Eagles, too. Like, Nick yeah. Sirianni got shut up pretty good in that Super Bowl when he's doing his little pointing shit, and they lost, and I'm just like, good. Good. <laughs> but I, Joe Burrow is... Overrated. The, the minute he got paid, they should have held yeah. off on that contract. Probably. I can't take my victory lap though, because he does have an injury supposedly. So, can't victory lap an injury. But well, he. There's videos of it. Was that practice? I can't remember what. High ankle or something. I don't remember. It's his calf. Oh, calf. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty much all the time we got today. James, you got any last second little? I'm glad your son joined us a few times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I fixed the wing on the dragon, if, in case good. anyone was, was wondering. <laughs> I'm sure they were all wondering. Uh, no, um, just try to, I'm trying to keep a level head. It's only week week three. So, you know, what, what we say right now, some of the stuff we say today is going to sound terrible in December. So just keep that in mind. It's a long season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, but uh, what, one last thought. The the um who the Dolphins. The Dolphins look pretty explosive. Well they lead the hopefully, league in yards per play, I believe. Yeah, hopefully Tua stays healthy all year. My uh, AFC East prediction is looking pretty good right now. Well it's aside from mine. Aside from Buffalo missing the playoffs, uh they they look like they're gonna just beat on shitty to okay teams <laughs> and Allen's gonna shit himself against competent competition, but We'll see what they do from here on out, but yeah, that that that's all I got. I don't have any more closing oh, thoughts. Go Niners. Touch on that. I picked the Jets to win that division, but obviously it's not going to happen with Zach Nelson at quarterback. You're cursed. You cursed Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I should have <laughs> wait. I should have done it six years ago. All right. Okay. Well, that's it. We'll see, catch you guys later. And skull go Vikes. Take care. <laughs>